The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. If you're working from home like me, you're probably noticing some of the spring cleaning tasks that we can get a jump on. I need to clean some baseboards, dust some blinds, and swap out the winter closet for the spring closet as the weather gets warmer. And when I get going on a cleaning binge, I turn to Lakewinds for cleaning supplies that are non-toxic but effective at sprucing up my spaces. Reusable cloths, laundry soap that stretches farther, great smelling cleansers for the bathroom and the kitchen that won't harm the environment or your family. And speaking of spring, it's time to sign up for your CSA shares. CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. A number of local farms have their CSA drop-offs at Lakewinds. You sign up for a share and pick up a box of locally grown greens and produce each week during your grocery run. Having a CSA keeps you eating healthy and seasonally, and it's so fun to see the fresh produce that you get in your box each week, and you can strategize what to make with it. Find all your healthy spring eating and spring cleaning solutions at Lakewinds Food Co-ops in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, or by ordering online at lakewinds.com. Welcome back. We've got a number of calls that are hanging over from the last segment. So thank you for hanging on. Diane, you are the first call. How you doing? Hi. How are you? We are um, great. Um, well, thanks again. I look, also look forward to your, your Saturday shows. And with that said, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Mike and Ann Jennings uh, for Jimmy's. Sure. Uh, yep, on Shady Oak Road. Great. Um, number one, they did a fundraiser for their employees, and they they topped totally topped their expectations. So, shout out for that alone. But yeah. uh, they're also offering, let's see, reduced taste meals, sixty um, percent off uh, bottles of wine. Uh, you can go on their email, sign up for their email, and they send they shoot one out about every week, every, awesome. maybe twice a week. Good independent but, um, owners over there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, they do everything for their, their people. They really do. Thank so, you, Diane. We appreciate that very much. Uh, Kate, hi. What can we help you with today, Kate? Hey, good morning. I have a question, but first I wanted to give a local idea for takeout in the South Metro. I know sure. that can be hard to find, but Brianna's Deli on Cliff Road, they have great pizza and hot bar lasagna and stuff like that. Their sandwiches are delicious and they're ginormous. And um, they're doing kind of a cool thing where you can donate ten dollars and they'll give a meal to a family in need on Sunday. So that's oh, that's a awesome. Idea if you live in the South Metro, um, but I just woke up in a mood this morning, and so it's great to have you guys cheering me up. But I thought I need to turn this around and make the day a little bit more special. So I was figuring out how I could do that. I did get a Sitka salmon share <gasps> in my freezer. I've been saving this Yum. for something special. I have some Dungeness crab claws. Oh! And I have no idea how to cook them. And Sitka's great, but the recipes isn't their strong suit. So what do you think we should do for that tonight? Okay. So Dungeness crab claws. um, Are they they still in the shell? They are. So it's like the, the fingery claws, but then they're attached to a chunk of something that I know has a lot of meat in it from eating crab. Got it. Yeah. 
Okay. I, well, so I do the way that I cook all crab claws is I just steam them and I do a light is steam. Is that simple? It's that simple. It's literally like I do, you know, I use a steamer basket over boiling water or whatever. And I steam them um, for a little bit. I don't want to, I like to keep them kind of, you know, um, I don't like to overcook them because then they get rubber, you know, kind of rubbery. Right, exactly. But just a simple steam. And then actually I do is I cook them, I steam them, and then I rinse them. You know, I put them in an ice bath and then mm-hmm. I crack them and eat them cold. And I dip oh, them into like a mustard mayonnaise. Or if you, you have... start with them thaw or frozen and i'm sorry i interrupted you no it's okay yeah i th- yeah you can i would thaw them and then do like a quick steam on them and and then the sauce and i'll let the next caller in oh um the sauce no. for me it's just a mustard mayonnaise like it's just that classic you know sort of like mustard mayonnaise and i put in a little bit it's the same thing i do with my crab cakes and then i put a little bit of worcestershire in that mustard mayonnaise i just mix it or you could add old bay too if you happen to have oh, that with mayonnaise I, I do. yeah i do have that, that would bay. be amazing do you have an instant pot I do. Because you can cook them in the Instant Pot, too. I would be worried about that. I'm just going to put that out there because it's such a high heat. They don't, they're delicate. They don't need to be that high heated to me. That's my personal feeling. Okay, well, they say if you have a manual and two minutes that they'll be great. Yeah, (laughs) I I worry about that. But that's just me. So, I... I, One one very quick last question, please. I'd wanted to get takeout or eat so badly... At Baluto, after I heard you had the chef on, yeah. and it doesn't seem like they're doing takeout right now. Do you know anything about they that? They are. They for sure they are. are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. I know. you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. all I know is that they are, um, they Here, have been. Here's my tip for you people. I would just call. Yeah. A lot of these places. Well, I tried to call, and the number didn't answer, So that, and I couldn't find anything on the website. But that was two weeks ago, so maybe they've, you know, regrouped. Right. Uh, Oh, it says order online, see menu. So it's right there. And a lot of these places, they don't keep their websites as updated as their Facebook or their Instagrams. So if you get to the website and it doesn't look like it, go to their Instagram or their Facebook. Many of these small businesses don't know how to update their own website stuff. So they do it on Facebook and Instagram in times of crisis. We'll see. You guys are making my day better and better and better. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope we made her day better. Yes. Uh, and Annie, Annie Banani. Hi, Annie. Hi, guys. I call you every week. I'm so pathetic. So I got two things for you. Okay. Um, first of all, family-style Mexican takeout in Wyzetta or Plymouth, the La Cocina de Anna. They take full-size family Mexican meals at Take and Bake. They're okay. Yeah. I love that place. I love that stuff. I love that place. Okay. Also, so we're remodeling our house in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Um, so I just got a new stove with a big cast iron top on it. Now, do you need to season that thing on the top? Yeah. A cast iron stove? Is that what you're saying? It has like the big grill thing that goes on the top. Oh, the grill grates. Yeah, the grill grates. Not the grate, but it's a flat. It's It's a a griddle. It's a griddle. It's a griddle. Yeah, not necessarily, but you need to use a lot of oil when you start cooking with that. Okay, because I also have a lot of old cast iron pans that I kind of wanted to restore and make use of them as well. You can. I've yep. I've gotten completely rusty pans at yard sales that look like they can never be cooked in again and transformed them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Watch so, a video online about making your cast iron pans come back to life. It's pretty easy. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Kathy, you're going to be our last call, and then we'll get to the top two. Hi, Kathy. Hi, ladies. 
How are you? I'm great. Good. Can I give a shout out to Hi V? Please. Sure. My our, our ham dinner was fantastic. Oh, good. I'm glad. First, first year in forty years, I haven't made a ham dinner for my family. Oh. Because of the social distancing. Oh, Kathy, you're struggling a little bit. I hear you, I friend. Uh, there was only four of us, my dad, my sisters, and his wife. But our meal was fantastic. Oh, good. And you had that togetherness. And four yeah. is a marvelous number. You have to remember that, right? Four easily would have fed six. Yep. It was 50 bucks, and it was delicious. Oh, good rave. Well done, yeah. Kathy. Thank you so Kathy, much for calling. I hear your I hear your grief. I felt a little sad last Sunday. I brought food to my kid and dropped it at her curb and watched her come out of her apartment and get it and wave to me and went back inside. And it was kind of a hard time. I'm not going to lie. So I hear you, Kathy. Be kind to yourself. Self-care. And we're going to give you the top two in hour two. All right, this is where we tell you two things we are obsessed with. Stephanie March, um, give me a shout. All right, well, I'm going to tell you that I found this recipe block on, um, on Savour, uh, and I'm going to post that for you, except that they've got their stupid ad blocker thing. Um, and I got to tell you, this is, uh, it's the cheesiest recipes. <laughs> And you know how I feel about cheese anyway, and I do love it. And but I love the fact that they have they have actually compiled our cheesiest recipes from around the globe. Because love it. all I want right now is more cheese. I mean, that's just sort of the deal. So in this group, I will tell you they are their ads are annoying on their page. I'm just going to tell you that to start. Um, but they do like you know they have like the kachapuri, which I tried to do the other week, which is that big boat yep. of dough and cheese. But they've got egg and cheese souffle on there. They've got um, sorry, I'm just going to get this. That's out That's okay. Uh, they've got you know there's the cheese breads. There's cheese. So anyway, it's just a mac cheese and delicious. cheese. It's risotto and cheese. It's all the good things. So it's going to be. I'm going to put that up there for you. Risotto cacio pepe. I might make that tonight. Uh, I love popcorn. Yeah. And I wanted to mention that I love movie theater popcorn. And today the Highland Movie Theater is doing a uh, curbside popcorn pickup. It's from 12 to 7. So you drive up and you can get curbside popcorn and 10% of the proceeds will go to local charities that are working towards COVID relief. You get a free family popcorn when you buy a $25 gift card or you can just buy a family popcorn tub for 15 bucks. I love this. Also, just, you know, Marcus Theaters, which is a local, you know, owned theater, you know, that is a lot of them around the metro. They're also doing something like that. Yeah. So if you have one, if you have a Marcus Theater near you and you're not in the Highland, you're not close to Highland, you could check them out, too, because I thought that was a brilliant idea of doing um, like if you're a movie watcher, like having movie popcorn there is pretty good. For sure. Love that idea. Uh, Okay, your second one. My second one is actually uh, this idea that you guys, if you're out of yeast, you know you can make your own sourdough starter, right? I mean, like, 
It's been a thing with Amanda Pa, Elizabeth Reese. Everybody's talking about how to make their own sourdough starter. Yeah, you don't. But I mean, because we've been talking about how to do, you know, how to like, you know, people are like, I don't have yeast. I can't make bread. You can do it yourself. It just takes a little bit of time of watching it. So I know that everybody's kind of got that thing. But I'm just saying if because I know a lot of I got a couple more messages of like, oh, we don't have any yeast in the store. You can do it. out. There's also a way to do it with fruit to get yeast off of, you know, just a fruit which I will put a link up for that. Please do, because I watched a sourdough starter video and I felt overwhelmed and had to take a nap. Oh, really? Because <laughs> like two times a day, you add your flour, but not white flour, you whole wheat flour. I was like, yeah, this you is can not get, for me. You can get yeast from fruit. So you basically, I'll just tell you that there's a fruit-based yeast. You, you put a fruit like, like an apple or, you know, whatever in the bottom of your clean jar. You add two tablespoons of sugar and then to help speed up the process. And then you put it, uh, you top it. Uh, three-fourths full of water and then you kind of let it sit and then you kind of shake it and like the cloudy water is the yeast after a couple days of fermenting okay that i think i could do i know should we do that one yes and then you can add that to bread and there you go there and then that's your that's basically like the beginning of your starter Okay, we're going to bring this conversation back. I'm going to give you my second top two an hour or two, and I've got some dribs and drabs and some recipes of my rambles in the next segment. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're going to finish up the top two an hour or two. Steph's going to post how to make your own yeast from apples. Stuff. Like hey, some by the garden, Martha Stewart. No, it's not even that. Who, who would be Pioneer Woman? I don't know. Oh, no. Stop. <laughs> We do nothing. You know, I have we do nothing. nothing like the pioneer. No, woman. I have nothing but not love for her. I hey, love her. P.S. I'm sure there, there are plenty of you texting me right now and telling me the right things and telling me the things I'm getting oh, yeah. wrong. Steph doesn't have. I phone. don't have my phone. My phone is sitting on my kitchen counter. So I would just tell you all, I'm not ignoring you. I just unless you're Facebook messaging me, I don't have any access yeah. to you right now. I gotcha. So I gotcha. Okay, <laughs> this might have happened. In the third episode of Ozarks that I watched last night. Um, But I started thinking about Loon Liquors. Okay. And they have this (laughs) coffee liqueur that I'm crazy about. And one thing to know about me is I'm... um, I'm rash. I ration coffee liqueur. Actually, my husband rations it for me because Because otherwise you are... I'm... That's my usual like after dinner sipper thing. Yeah. But I can get into trouble with it because a lot of times I've had a cocktail and I've had a couple glasses of wine. And if I go for that after dinner, little sipper in the wrong instance, I can wake up with a bad sugary hangover. Sugar hangovers are the worst. So whenever I go for the nightcap, we'll call it, whether it be rum or this loon liqueur that I love or I like five on ice, too. um, My husband will be like, "Uh, are you sure? Yeah. So I last night was thinking about it and I didn't have any anyway, but then I went online and we're going to drive to Northfield today and go to Loon Liquors. We they've got some really interesting cocktail kits. Yeah. And so we're going to pick up some cocktail kits. We're going to pick up a couple of their 750 milliliters to go with it. And I could order hand sanitizer from them. So I did. Okay. So I bring my own container. I'm going to bring a mason jar down. I'm going to pick up my hand sanitizer. 
I'm going to pick up my Rosemary Fitzgerald cocktail kit, Great. which has syrup in it for 24 handcrafted premium Rosemary Fitzgerald cocktails. So that's exciting. Yeah. I'm also ordered the Cilantro Night's Dream cocktail kit where I get 12 cocktails. I'm going to have a lot of cocktails, I realize, because I ordered this all last night. Yeah. I did order the old fashioned kit for my brother in law. Um, who I'm going to drop off some stuff for him. And then I even ordered the mojito cocktail kit. So I have four limey cocktail kits coming from uh, North or excuse me, Loon Liquors. So I'm going to drive down there and drive to Northfield because I thought, why not? What's a good day for a drive? And it's just a nice day for a drive. Yeah. So that's my second top two, an hour two. Okay. Good, and good, I good. did not order, coincidentally, the coffee liqueur. Oh. I ordered everything else but. <laughs> Why? I just, because then I got there and I ordered all the stuff and then I was like, oh, I've just ordered a hundred dollars worth of cocktail kits. Oh, okay. Um, But you can freeze some of this stuff too. Freeze what? You could freeze a cocktail kit because you can freeze lemon juice and lime juice. Sure. So you can freeze a cocktail <laughs> kit. You don't have any room. Well, Stephanie, <laughs> that was only one of my freezers that I posted on Instagram this week. But do you have room in the other one? Yes. Okay. I do. I doubt I it. I actually should do it. I did a freezer inventory yeah. that I videoed. Then I did one that I didn't video because I had so much shame about it because yeah. it was the chest freezer and it was just... That's the one I worry about for you. Okay. It went on and on. But the chest freezer now is kind of like only half full. I've been really good. Okay. I've been really, really good. Good. Only doing takeout once a week. Trying to conserve our pennies. Yeah. Just my husband's like, you know, the stock market crashes. He's like, I'm not going back to work. So yeah. like, we're just going to have to make this work with whatever we have. I am not going back to work. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe like, hold. he's like, I no. think I need to tell you one more time. <laughs> I will eat rice and beans, but I am not going back to work. Right. I am a writer. I'm going to publish a book before I die. I'm like, okay, okay. fine. He is committed. He has switched. He has made the pivot. He has. Uh, okay. So Stephanie... In lieu of this is my mindset, right? That yep. I only am eating the things that I have in the house. I'm yep. only, I go to the grocery store once a week with my mask and I basically panic shop and throw produce in the, the bag that I can carry yep. with whatever proteins I think that we need. And sometimes I even buy milk, which is weird because we don't even drink milk. Um, so all of a sudden I just have all this random stuff yeah. and I'm trying to make things happen with it. So I'm getting into things like the wild rice in the back of the cupboard, the dried uh, hummus or dried chickpeas, the millet. I've even made a millet, cold millet salad. Okay. Um, Now, last night I was like, okay, we had ribs and whenever we make ribs, we make a rack, which usually we only eat half and we freeze the other half once it's done. So Kurt's like, well, I can take that, you know, those ribs out. Like, what can I have with ribs? I have one crappy potato that's sprouting, one half of an onion that's got like the green, you know, thing yeah. also sprouting. So I open up the cupboard and I'm like, well, there's polenta. Yo. Stephanie talks about polenta all the time. I eat it all the time. I you don't guys. love it, but I've got some cream and I've got some butter and I've got some Parmesan cheese. So okay. I'm going to make polenta. So I did. Yeah. Bob's Red Mill. It was very good. The instructions on the package are crappy because. It got done faster, but they didn't have enough water. So I'm adding water. I'm adding milk because I wanted it really creamy. Add a crap ton of cheese, twice as much cheese as they told you to. And then I took the ribs that we had heated up in the oven and I picked off the rib parts and put it on the polenta like in a restaurant. Yes. It was, Kurt goes, this is like 
a, a, a meal you could have in a restaurant. Yes! This is so good. It's so good. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is a great way to eat ribs that are kind of now they're falling off the bone because yeah. you've reheated them again. Yep. But they were great on yeah. the polenta. Polenta. I mean, if you think about it, corn people who eat cornbread with their barbecue, polenta is just another version of yeah, that. It's that's cornmeal. What I was thinking. That's all it is. And so all you do is it's basically grits, you guys. I mean, polenta is just grits. That's and what so, he said. He yeah. was like, they're just like they're uh, what cream of wheat. Yeah. When he was a kid, he but used to corn. like cream of wheat. Yeah. yeah. But it's, he was like, it's just like that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've been making polenta almost, and I have a little, I have a little instant polenta you know, thing, but it's any cornmeal really. And then you just, it's just, a, it just depends on the grain and how it's been ground, you know, and like the fineness of it, that'll adjust your cooking needs, but so easy. Yeah. Bob's Red Mill's coarse. So you really got to yeah. cook it long. And yeah. I had to add more water than they said. Yeah. Also, there was like a half a cup left and I didn't save them. And now I kind of regret that I yes, didn't because I could have had it with an egg and oh some my greens God. like you were just telling well, me. Well, and here's another thing. What you can do with cold polenta, if you have any left, like put it in your fridge. And then when it's like nice and cold, it'll be kind of rubbery. And what you do is you kind of form it into like a little, <gasps> a like patty. a little patty and Fry you make it. a fried polenta cake. Yum. Polenta fries are delicious. Okay. That sounds really good. Well, we just totally ran with that. Yeah. So we got polenta fries. We got polenta cake. Uh, I did put the recipe that I used from the package up on the website, but go for it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. One of the nice things that's happened out of this whole situation is... A bright spot. Yeah, that a lot of these farmers that were used to selling product to restaurants and uh, then maybe had a CSA or some other opportunities to buy direct, but it wasn't their primary business, have had to quickly pivot. And we are talking with Claudine Arndt, and she is with Minnesota Cooks. How you doing, Claudine? I'm great. How Yay. are you guys? We're great. We're good. Um, <laughs> you guys quickly put together a great list that we will link to on our Facebook page of direct farm purchasing. Can you tell me, you guys have a history of working with farmers. Can you tell me sort of how this came up or how it bubbled up that you knew this was going to be a need right away? Mm, yeah, I can. So it might be helpful to just give you a super brief synopsis Please. of Minnesota Cooks. Um, and just very simply, Minnesota Cooks is the local foods program of Minnesota Farmers Union. So every year we highlight 12 farm-to-table partnerships around Minnesota, meaning we choose 12 farms we're going to feature in our program, and we highlight each of them alongside one of their restaurant partners or a bakery partner or a little rural cafe, somebody with whom they have a committed relationship. So... Um, for many of our farmers that we've featured in Minnesota Cooks throughout the years, really the foundation of their businesses have been built on selling directly to restaurants mm -hmm. um, and increasingly to schools, too. So in some cases, anywhere from 80 to 90 percent of their products or their direct sales were going to restaurants. So we knew when restaurants were asked to close down except for takeout or curbside pickup, uh, many of our farmers' sales were going to take a devastating plunge alongside restaurants decrease sales. So, yeah, as part of our rapid response to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, as you were saying, our team put together and distributed a survey asking farmers immediately to share how consumers could safely purchase from them during this time of social distancing and the products that they were going to have available. 
also, you know, was uh, going to the farm and picking up products going to be an option? Were there delivery options? Which farmers markets were they going to be that or be at? And we just worked really quickly to take all those results, compile them into a list, and start uh, distributing it out to the public so that consumers could browse themselves and uh, shop for everything from animal protein to microgreens to honey grains and more and more and more. Yeah, it's like it's surprising how many things are on this list. Like there's shiitake mushrooms, there's beef, pork and eggs, there's sunflower shoots, mustard greens, jams, butter. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that impressive? We now have over 80 farmers and producers on the list. There are obviously many more uh, farmers throughout Minnesota, but many of these, a good chunk of these people were people working directly with restaurants. And, you know, they were sitting on products that in many cases they thought they had sold to restaurants already. Um, And we just really wanted to assist them in uh, connecting directly with consumers. I think, too, there is some rumblings about potentially could we get into a shortage of pork or a shortage of Mm. beef or chicken as we start to see COVID appearing more in some of these packing plants. Um, This could be an alternative way of purchasing for that, too, I would assume. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, it just requires people to think a little bit differently about how they purchase their food. And um, I want to make something clear, and this isn't just my opinion. This actually comes from the Commissioner of Agriculture in Minnesota. There's not a food shortage in Minnesota. We might have some hiccups in our distribution channels, but there's not a food shortage. So, um, you know, we just really encourage people to start going to the farmer's market or browse our list and contact some of these farmers directly. You're probably going to make a new friend in the process, you know, as you reach out to some of these people. Um, Or visit Minnesota Grown um, to browse their list of CSAs where – do your listeners know what a CSA is? Yes, they do. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, Community-supported agriculture. Yeah, There are just so many other options out there for buying our food, but sometimes we have to kick ourselves out of our routine a little bit. It is interesting, too, like Sweetland Orchard, which we've talked about their ciders a ton. You can get a fruit share from them. uh, Duh. Um, Elderberry syrup, which a lot of these farms make. Some hemp products. I mean, all of these products are made on farms in Minnesota. And if you want to support them and buy local, which we're definitely encouraging during this time, you can find just so many things here. Goat milk soap. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Minnesota is just one of the greatest agriculture states in the nation. I think you two would agree with that. I mean, we have so many hardworking farmers and the diversity that our farmers have to offer us is just staggering. You know, we have local beans. Um, There's local pinto beans on the list. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And I was like, oh, the whole grain thing, organic rye berries, organic wheat berries, uh, blue fruit juice, which, you know, there you go. But and this is also a part of, in my mind, one of the things that is really important about this is supporting these rest or these farms also helps keep them around so that when our restaurants do get back open, they do have these beautiful products and we do continue to maintain that farm to table thing, which we have worked so hard to bring to the way that we eat. 
And so to me, it's not just about, it's so much easier to get something from a farm. I love the fact that I'm going to like put my meat more order in and it's just going to come to my door, but also so that it's there for when the restaurants come back. Oh, absolutely. And to that point too, Stephanie, um, you know, if people are hesitant or can, or their freezers are full and they can't really buy um, more product at home right now, I mean, another way that people can really support the farm-to-table um, establishment in Minnesota is by supporting restaurants who partner with Minnesota farmers. Right. Many of them um, are offering delivery and curbside pickup of menu items and family feel, family meal kits, so like Birchwood Cafe, um, Union Monk Kitchen, Young Joni, Prima, Honey and Rye Bakehouse, and of course, the list just goes on and on. It does. It awesome. Does. Love it. Thank you so much so good. for being our guest today and helping us connect with our farmers. We appreciate it. Well, thank you guys so much. You're doing amazing work. Thanks. You guys can find that link on our Facebook page. Stephanie, are you... So we had the pork share. Yeah. We got the half a hog that I would definitely do that again. It's been a lot of freezer. I'm glad I have my chest freezer, Mm -hmm. but I would definitely do it again. I'm actually thinking about going now for beef. So here's, I got to tell you something. And I, you know, I am so grateful that we had, uh, we, that we signed up for the pork share from Nettle family, uh, Nettle Valley Farms. I have got a pack from Weicker Acres, uh, which is, you know, these, these guys are up north. Okay. And, and, you know, they're, they've, they're somebody who you would often see their name listed on restaurants because they source, you know, they sell to restaurants. And this is Claudine, what she was talking about. We were talking about theirs, you know, when the restaurant stuff died up, you know, dried up, it was like he, we were, I was talking to Matt, the farmer, he lost like 80% of his business in a day. Yeah. Right. And so, but what I love is they're doing these meat clubs. And I have to tell you something that's kind of important. I want to get Brian, their butcher on, cause he's also this, he's kind of a chef, but the meat pack that they send, what I like about it is that it's not just pork, you know, it's like they put in, um, they had some great soup, rutabaga soup in the pack that I had. Yum. And they had like a sauce, you know, like they had made a tomato sauce with uh, stuff and they had chops and they had brats and they had bacons and all this kind of stuff. And they're doing these small, you know, pork club packs for like 130 and they're doing large, you know, for 250 that can like sit in your freezer. So like you don't have to buy, I know people were worried because we bought a half a hog. Yep. And that's a lot. And it has lasted us a long, long time. But I kind of think also there's another way. We, I mean, we spent, how much did we spend? Probably like $700 in the end. I think it was total. So we yeah. have that. Yeah. So three fifty a piece, wasn't no, it? No, no, no. I mean, like, I don't even remember. No, we spent, I mean, like it's because it's expensive, you know, to buy that. So this is why the I hog like, was big. The hog is huge. And we have you just to be clear, like, I think in the end we put a deposit and then we put this and then by the end, I think it, and I, I, cause I want to be honest about that. Yeah. Um, but this one I think is a smaller way to get a smaller version of what we have. I think we would do that with beef too, because we, I mean, we just don't eat ground beef. Right. And this guy's, they have beef and pork in this mix. And that's the thing that I like about it, that they have bacon, they have sausage, and then they have, you know, different, they have, uh, God, they had a capicola, like a sliced salami. Oh my God, it was so delicious. So I, uh, thinking about it, I think what I would want to do is maybe move to like uh, something that was both, you know, like a multiple pack. Yeah. And I think too, if you have a neighbor and you want to like do some sharing, like I live in a a group of eight people. Yeah. So maybe, you know, saying, Hey, I'm going to do this. Would anybody like to come in on it? Yeah. Cause most of these grill packs or most of these half packs, 
they include tons of ground beef. And like, again, we just don't eat ground beef for whatever reason we don't. Yeah. So yeah, I if, would love for someone to take my ground beef because right. I don't eat it. Yeah. Like if you had, if you did have, yeah, like it's easier to then sort of like afford that. But it's also like, if you think about how much you spend on, you know, like a ribeye, if I bought a steak, a ribeye, two ribeyes, you know, from just the grocery store, I'd be spending 40 bucks, you know, probably in the end because they're like $20 steaks. Right. Yeah. And so if I think about that $40 and then for one meal of that kind of meat, you know, if I think about it in terms of spreading 130 bucks out, there's so much more in these packs. Yeah. So, and CSAs too, like you can get a smaller portion. Mm -hmm. You can have it delivered directly to your home. The farmer's market situation is going to happen this summer, but it might be curbside pickup. We don't exactly know how that's all going to lay out throughout the course of the summer. We know right now it's curbside and order ahead. I don't know if by the end of the summer we'll be able to just walk amongst stands of produce. I really don't. Minneapolis has said that they're going to open and they're going to be, they're going to space things out. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard specifically how they're going to regulate people, Yeah, but they are going to be spaced out. They're going to really encourage social distancing. I don't know what that means when like, you know, 300 people show up. I don't know what that means. We're probably going to have to buy a, get event bright tickets. I mean, it's going to have, something's going to have to change. And they'll meter it. So yeah. 20 people can go in at 10 and 20 more can come in at 1030. Yeah. And maybe that's it. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. that is for the farm. When we come back, we're going to give you some locals to love when you come back on the weekly dish. Steph and I were just talking about our garden plans. I have said that I have started some seeds at home in a window with a little saran wrap on them, trying to keep them moist and all warm and toasty. And um, just thinking about sort of what that Ely Hilltop garden looks like. Last year was our first year and it's so cold up there. So we really have like six, seven weeks tops of growing season. And some of the things I wouldn't do again. Steph said she wouldn't maybe do her Brussels sprouts again. I'm definitely not doing the cauliflower. I did that purple cauliflower and I got, and that was, I didn't know when I was like, is it, uh, do I do it now? Do I get it? Is it, That's is how it going to keep going? Broccoli. Yeah. And I didn't know I, you know, the Brussels sprouts never, I planted them too close. I, you know, that's a problem. I didn't, I don't follow directions very well. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. I'm like, this is fine. You know, but you're an experimenter. I am. I am. And last year was so wet. Do you remember how wet it was? I couldn't even get into my garden until June because it was so wet. I don't remember. Oh, it was a flood. Remember how much? Oh, God, it was just wet. And so this year, I mean, I mowed my lawn near the swamp this last year. And I think until August. Oh, now I remember because I remember your lawn being like half a swimming pool. It is. It's half a swimming pool. <laughs> it was underwater. So, you know, and yeah, and then fighting back the weeds in that situation is is nearly impossible. So I am figuring it out. That's actually the thing that I thought I might tool down to the old garden today and look and see what maybe could be done. Yeah. I will do better with my lettuces. I didn't seed them. I had a great lettuce crop. And then the rest of the summer, I couldn't get a crop again. Because yeah. you have to like stagger the seeds. And I didn't do that right. Yeah. And I didn't have different varieties that maybe do better. I had like all cold. Yeah. And then when it started to be in like July, I couldn't really get enough going to... No, have good heads of lettuce. And well, the arugula was stringy. Yeah. But I, yeah, I got the wrong... I, you know, I've totally planted arugula many many times and i love it 
And uh, this year I got a wrong plant. I don't know. I got a different version it's than weird. I normally I know. do. And I was kind of like, what is going on here? Yeah. And it's not the same. No. Because there's the really fresh, young, peppery greens. And yeah. I had kind of the stringier, woodier ones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited to be doing, you know, to be doing this kind of stuff because I think this is like last year, I felt like the first year of the garden, you know, in this house, it was great and I loved it. And then the second year last year was too wet. Also, I didn't have time. I felt like I was never home. Well, guess what? I'm home. (laughs) So I'm coming back to the garden this year. I'm going to rededicate. I'm going to put some time into it. Maybe that's, you know, your escape from your house. I don't know. I'm excited. Can I tell you just a totally weird story to cap off this show that I started with the totally weird story? about cousin Todd yes okay so my mother-in-law Dolores she's 87 and she can make food out of anything like you give her a bean and she'll make you a meal she was she likes to go to Widmer's she likes to go grocery shopping like they do on the east coast where she goes to 10 stores and buys one thing at each store oh well we've been encouraging her like please don't do that it is not safe Please tell us if you need stuff. But she still insists on going more places than we would like with her mask. Right. So she went to Widmer's and she's a single person. So she was going to make a pot roast. And her and her also 89 year old sister have talked about that you can buy a shank, a beef shank, and that's enough to make pot roast for one. So, okay, that's what they do. Okay. So this time she goes to Widmer's and she buys what she thinks is a beef shank for one because she's going to make herself a pot roast and she gets home and she realizes that really what she's gotten are femur bones because one has like half a hoof on it. Kind of it wasn't cut properly. So most people would be like, oh, I got these femur bones. I just can make soup or whatever. She decides, she researches it, she decides she's going to cook them, and she makes marrow toast. Wow. She roasts these femur bones and basically makes bone marrow that she scoops out onto a little piece of toast with a glass of red wine, a hunk of cheese, and she's telling us all about this experience. And how she went back to the butcher to complain that I thought I was getting a shank, but instead you got me femur bones. And here's what I did with them. I made the marrow and she goes into this long drawn out story and I'm just dying because I know how it's going to end. Do you have a sense of how this is going to end? I don't know. I don't know. He looks at her and he goes and she says, well, I took the one with the hoof that was still connected and I gave it to my daughter's dog. And he looked at her and he said, well, those are sold as dog bones. <laughs> so she bought dog bones. She did. And she made marrow toast out of such said dog bones because the woman can make something out of anything. That's incredible. I know. I was like, only you would have this story that would go on for 15 minutes. And at the end of the story would be the butcher looking at you like you are a crazy person. And she bought more. She loved the marrow so She's much. She's so in. She's like, I'm going to do it next Sunday while I watch 60 Minutes. She was wow. very excited to tell me her whole story about the marrow as she dropped off the bone for the dog that the dog loved. Oh but my. Isn't that funny? That is really this funny. This is like depression era times, right? right? Where right. you deal with what you got. Right. No, and it's like, that's the thing. You have to sort of like... Get creative. Yeah, you have Look to... Look in your cookbooks. Yes, or just even, yeah, like throw something together. That's our pantry game, honestly. It's like, look at your you cupboard. You have femur bones. What are you going to do? Toast. Yep, you're not going to waste it. So, I know. I was boiling my... 
wilting arugula because I was like, well, it's going bad and I can't eat it. So I need to boil it so I can make, you know, I do a flash boil and then I can freeze it as a pesto, Same. as like a pea stew. You know Same what I mean? Same with beet greens. Yeah. I was like, okay, I have these beet greens. I've roasted the beets. I can't let, I have no greens. These are going to be the only greens I'm going to have for like three days. We better make a stir fry. I know. I know. Oh my God. Seriously. Well, that's the thing. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So how about some locals that you love? Uh, how about some locals that I love? I, everybody. I love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm letting you know that the Lex, you know, they were doing a thing. I'm I'm just, these are the things. These are the locals. Yeah. Um, the Lex is doing a thing, a pickup dinner for today and tomorrow. I don't know if they're sold out or not, but they're doing a two pound Texas beef long rib dinner for two. Served hot and ready. This looked so good I with know. the molasses glaze. I know. I don't know if they have any left, but you can pick it up tomorrow if they still have some set for tomorrow. But that's like a lovely potato salad, cornbread, banana pudding, parfait, all that good stuff. Um, but here's one that I wanted to make sure that you guys knew. Animales Barbecue, you know, our favorite John Whitley food truck. He is starting next week with pickup dinners. Yum. And I wanted to make sure to get it out now because he's only doing pre-ordered. You can't like, and so he's going to have a set number available and I feel like they're going to sell out. So I want you to know that you have to, you go to his site. It's all in the feed from MSV Mag. I did put that on the, um, on the Weekly Dish Facebook page. But it, it, basically, you, you can order chicken or ribs or chicken and ribs, and then you place your order, and then you just go pick it up. So it's like you're kind of... it's This is almost a CSA situation. You're yeah. kind of pre-ordering. He knows what he's going to cook, and then you just go pick it up. So uh, I think that's a good idea. We had a question from someone that is wondering about the opening of sea salt. Speaking of locals we wow. love. Could everybody just... I know. Nope, we can't. Nobody will calm down on it. I get it. I don't know if... I don't know how they're they're going to do it. The parks are going to be open, you know, so we've we found that out. They have to figure out what to do and how to do it. And, you know, uh, they're going to open. They will. It'll open in April sometime. I don't know how the ordering will be. Or I don't know Might be if May. you'll six feet line. Yeah, it may. I don't know if you'll order on your phone and then they'll find you. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll but see. I am craving it too. They know that they know that that they want to help people, you know, feel have a normal summer and so I think that they're working on it. But again, everything has to change. So uh, we got Sarah Jane's Bakery, by the way, local we love. They've got donuts for one couple people, so if yeah. you want to just grab a donut, you can call and do it curbside. Totally. Totally. All right. All right, lady pants. Have a great weekend and go enjoy the outdoors.